everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori, and I am crashing yet another coffee talk. (laughs) I like it when you crash the coffee talks, Lori, especially one that has two of our favorite resellers on it. Introducing Jack and Ryan. Hi. <laughs> they really don't need an introduction, but I suppose for audio they do. It's so true. It's so true. So I am so excited that we were finally able to find a time to sit down and talk to these two resellers that the community adores. I am too, and I'm so happy to be here. So let's get to it. Hi, boys. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are Good. You? How about you? Good. Thank you so much for being on Thrifters Villa. Of Thank course. you. Thank so you for excited. having us. <laughs> yes, we've been trying to do this for like a month and we finally got time. I know. I was just telling Ryan about that. We were going to do like a real, real episode a long time mm-hmm. ago. And it was during like some, maybe like December. So we were like super busy or something. Mm-hmm. So then it's been pushed off and off and off. I know. December's always wild. I know. <laughs> and then I believe that it's almost November in general. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. My birthday's on the 6th. And I'm like, oh my God, we're only two weeks away. <laughs> Happy early birthday. I'll be 20, Ryan, 21. How old are you going to no. be? 22. 22. I know. He's on to the boring. I was like, I've been drinking for a year. (laughs) I've been drinking for a year. (laughs) Just one year. (laughs) So I Um, know a lot of people know you guys, right? I mean, you're a reseller, you know who Jack and Ryan is, but there's some people listening that might not know who you are. It is possible. So why don't you guys each take some time, introduce yourselves and how you kind of get into reselling. Okay. You're the oldest. You go first. (laughs) You're the oldest. (laughs) So my name's Jack and currently I am a full-time Poshmark reseller. I do use other platforms, but not a ton. I use the Real Real a lot more than I use like eBay or Mercari. So mm-hmm. I count my main platforms and main income as the Real Real and Poshmark. I started reselling when I was in college, which now is like a year and what, a half. A year ago. and a half, two years ago? Yeah, which it doesn't feel that long ago, but apparently. Ryan is the one that introduced me to Poshmark. Before that, I was like off and on reselling some electronics on eBay. I was buying them and like flipping them. And then he introduced me to clothes. And that's how I got where yeah. I am in reselling. I will never forget. He texted me. He went to the Goodwill and found a Marc Jacobs purse and was like, is this a good brand? And I was like, you're kidding. <laughs> You're the first time going to Goodwill and you find this new Marc Jacobs purse. I was so mad. Um, very um, you jack to find a man <laughs> designer i was like yeah we'll, we'll set the stage for the rest of your reselling career yeah right um, so my little introduction i'm ryan i got started i used to work at a buy sell trade store mm. when i was a teenager and it got to the point where i was like i can do this myself because i was a buyer so i was like the teenager that goes through all your stuff and sends you back your garbage bag full of stuff and takes your two things <laughs> then i swear at you under my breath right yes, yes. exactly we, we need oh. to talk about this yeah. and i were just talking about like it is such a waste of time for us to go there we're just you gonna set it right up yeah it i am gonna say because i don't work there anymore it 100 percent is it is definitely like a buyer's like advantage to go to these places yeah. you make no money if you're a seller and like i get if you're just like you really want to get some stuff out like you don't want to deal with like the hassle of like sending it somewhere doing anything like that but you make no money <laughs> right like and a lot of the people pay retail for this stuff so right. it's like you pay yeah. all this money for this mm-hmm. like stuff and then you make nothing on it 
So it got to the point where I was like, well, I have all these brands. I know what sells really well. I know how to price things so I can sell them pretty quick. And I know how to make money. So I'll do it myself. And I went to their clearance. I got every single pair of like dollar miss me jeans and I sold them on Poshmark. Um, that's how I got started. And so I'm smart. I'm currently with all that back. knowledge now that you can I take know. with you into the world. I wish that I could still sell Miss Me Jeans for 50, 60 yeah. bucks. Oh, yeah. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm full-time, along with being a student. I go to school full-time and do patchwork full-time, so I wear a lot of different hats. But I love it. It's so much fun. So were either one of you, like, marketing or fashion retail majors in college? Is this um, in line with your major? Well, I was an accounting major, and of course, with accounting, I took marketing classes, I took management classes, I took, like, every single business category under the sun and yeah. so I like to think that I do have a pretty like well-rounded knowledge base on mm-hmm. like running a business or starting a business exactly. like mm-hmm. I can do my own taxes which is nice yeah Very you nice. know a lot about the back end which yeah. benefits me because yeah. I never have to pay yeah. for an accountant right <laughs> like Ryan, I am you in the relationship I married an accountant and he tells so me I'm an accountant's honestly, nightmare one of the perks. I love it I honestly like I don't think I could do my business without him no I couldn't either I don't know how to do it <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, my big strength is I am going to be an art teacher. So I'm creative and fun. <laughs> that is Friend. so exciting. I love, I love it. it. So my, my take from it is um, I have a wonderful personality. It <laughs> translates very well. On you Instagram. do. <laughs> I love it. So, so what grades do you want to teach, Ryan? Are you going to be like throughout K through 21 kind of thing? Um, so luckily in Iowa, I'll get licensed to K-12. Which okay. is a blessing because I'm not limited by, you know, I right. get a spin elementary, middle high school, but I'd love to do middle high school mm-hmm. just because it's a little bit more advanced and I yeah. love working with younger kids. They're so fun and they're so sweet, but it's just like my personal skill set, I think lines up better with like kids that already kind of like know what they like to draw and like mm-hmm. know like a painting style that they kind of resonate with. So I think that is kind of where I would like to end up at some mm-hmm. point. Which is so weird because I feel like if I was becoming a teacher, I'd want like kindergarten and like young kids. I would kids be really intimidated by high schoolers. They're so fun. They're so fun. They say some of the wildest stuff though. Honestly. Yeah. Very on- they're brutally honest. Those You know, they really are, which sometimes that's really what you need. <laughs> it's so true. So I, I taught for a long period of time and my favorite age group was definitely the, the preschool to like grade three because four yeah. and five they think they're teenagers already and it is yeah. like impossible to reason with them but that elementary level was my favorite but I also loved my high schoolers my seniors in high school were the best yeah with I some it. of my great kids so yeah I loved middle schoolers I taught Did middle you really yeah, I loved that I loved like that that weird awkward, awkward in oh, I loved yeah. it I loved it well because they were older too and I felt like I could still talk to them like adults and yeah. you know fourth I, I liked that fourth through eighth grade I think was my yeah, sweet yeah. spot I like that kid that it's group so right. funny how everyone is so All different these teachers that is, yeah I know Sorry. awkward middle schoolers are hysterical <laughs> oh it's <laughs> the best phase. like a little bit cooler than they are then you're like <laughs> they never act up in the classroom they never do anything wrong there's no behavior issues yeah, that's the perk of being a young teacher. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> they look at you differently. <laughs> they definitely look at you differently. Uh, so, Jack, why don't we talk about? Well, before we get into reselling, you guys have YouTube have a YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. Jack has the YouTube channel, but Ryan is always on Jack's YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm the featured entertainer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys don't follow them, it is Jack Valentine on YouTube. Uh, so head on over and subscribe to that channel. Yes. And they also have another channel, which uh, Jack will talk about as well. But why don't you tell everyone like what you do on the YouTube channel? Because there's a lot of reselling channels out there. Yeah. So, well, I 
to give like backstory to the channel, I started the channel like just myself because I had started reselling and I was watching some people make videos about it. And I was like, oh, I can do this. It'd be fun to like show what I find, especially cause like in Minnesota, I felt like I was finding good things. And I was like, people might want to see this. And then it grew. And then like, I would always do the Saturday sold videos and Brian and I would only see each other on the weekends back then. Mm -hmm. And so I either was gonna have to sit there and film alone or Ryan's doing the same thing as me. Why not we both do yeah. the What's Sold Saturdays? And so then when we moved in together, obviously that became that he was in all of them. So mm -hmm. yes, the channel's like named Jack Valentine, but it is like both of us. It's both of our channels. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't wanted to change the name because mm -hmm. people know it based on that name. And it's not like that big of a deal to no, me. I'm so good. that's, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And so that's why it's still named after me. Also, I do the editing and all the real work. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You Ryan, really do. Ryan's the comedic relief, and I do all the real work. Again, you're good at the back end. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are a great combo. So much fun to watch, and you play off of each other just perfectly. We love it. Oh, yeah. thank you. We try. <laughs> One of the yeah, first so our video. has, like, hauls a lot. We try to not always do the hauls because I feel like anyone can, can make a, a haul. It can get, yeah, a little monotonous to just mm -hmm. see what people are finding all the time. Obviously, it helps to see new labels and new brands. But that's why we also try to do the like bolos and the Nolo videos because we want to show people like specific brands that maybe we haven't picked up recently, but if someone were to see them, they should pick them up. And then we also like to do like informative videos mm -hmm. and everyone's probably like, do, yes, I, we love love those. those are so much fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then. We do like to do like a little comedic relief here and there with like the who would wear this stuff videos and <gasps> those stuff are like so that. fun. We should do another one of those sometime. <laughs> and then and then of course we do the what solds, which mm -hmm. we didn't want to just stick to that either because I feel like a lot of people do kind of like sold videos, so that's yeah. why we throw in some variety and some. Teaching. Would you say one of your um, style videos performs best out of the bunch? Like, um, do your what solds perform the best? Or I'm just curious versus like what you enjoy doing and what gets the views? I'm curious. Oh, it's really, or if really it matters. interesting because I would say that we can count on our hauls doing the best mm -hmm. always. And honestly, when I do real, real videos, they do the worst number wise. But I get the most positive feedback from like the real, real ones because people say, oh, no one makes real, real videos. I'm mm -hmm. so glad that you do. And then with hauls, sometimes we get feedback of like that it is monotonous or like, can you like add some more information ones or whatever? So yeah. it's really odd that like the most attention goes to the ones that are like the most repetitive and like have yeah. the least substance to them. And then the ones that have more information and substance don't always get the numbers. Yeah, I find the same on my channel. That's why yeah. I'm, that's why I was curious. Like I'll yeah. put my heart and soul into a subject matter and research mm -hmm. and, you know, a real labor of love to like really put something out that's super quality and people appreciate it. Yes. But mostly they want hauls <laughs> or they, that's all they want. But also I think just being a reseller, it's super easy to put a haul on in the background and go yeah. about your business where some of the other specialized videos I feel like I need to focus on a little bit yes, more. Um, I think that's true you need to, like sit down for him a little bit yeah more. and like in the long run probably if I looked back at older ones they might be more evened out in the view amounts it's just mm -hmm. right away they don't pick up that so maybe people do save the more information ones for later when they can and focus go back more. yeah yeah. yeah. I know for me personally, I started watching Jack because of his real, real videos. Because that's <laughs> when I was starting to like 
think about going to send stuff to the real world. And I was like, okay, I'm going to YouTube this because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I've never done it before. And Jack's the only one that really comes up for it. He's literally the only one out there, which is great. I mean, that is like your thing, right? You're, yeah. You've started it all. And uh, and that's how I got introduced to Jack. And that's how I started talking to Jack and everything. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history. But I personally, when I'm on YouTube, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. So mm -hmm. it's like, there's a viewer for everything. But for me personally, when I want content that's going to give me some type of information of what I'm looking for, I like the halls, but like you said, it's always on the background. Like yeah. it's, it's there, but I'm not necessarily listening to it. Yeah. It's just yeah. there. Yeah. So, I will mm -hmm. turn on like a haul from someone when, yeah, I'm like listing and yeah. I just want some noise in the background like or something. Like I still pay attention to it and like appreciate it, but it's more just like, I don't have to like actually give my direct attention. To yeah. It's it. yeah. not as like involved. Yeah. But I do really appreciate mm -hmm. people with like the more informative ones as well. Yeah. Like I don't know much about those. thread up personally. So sometimes I'll watch videos on that to learn mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. I would love to talk a little bit about ThreadUp versus the Real Real. I have limited experience with both, um, and it seems like one of the drawbacks to the Real Real is that you can't set your pricing. Mm -hmm. um, but now it now with um, somebody referred to it as Threadgate, which I thought was so <laughs> yeah. funny. That was so funny. April, Hunter, April Hacks. April Hacks. She has a <laughs> podcast as well. <laughs> and she called yeah, it Threadgate, and I thought it was really fun. But um, but yeah, so now that that pricing we think is going to change, um, where you can only price it at fifty percent of the MSRP instead of boosting it up to the eighty percent. But yeah. I'm just curious, you know, why how you ended up focusing more on the real real and not on ThreadUp. Um, so. To me, like we always usually have really good consignment stores around us mm -hmm. that do offer like decent chunks. Like this one that I bring stuff to all the time gives me like 50% of what things sell for, which is like a good chunk. Mm -hmm. And so to me, ThreadUp was almost like putting in a lot more work to almost get the kind of same situation. Obviously on ThreadUp, you can mark stuff way up and this consignment store doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. But I have always, if you couldn't tell by my post today with the Burberry, I've always like been super, super into like luxe and high end stuff. So like right away when I heard about the real real and what it was, it just like nabbed my attention. Right. And when I actually started using it and I saw that there was like the tiers of percentages that you could earn your way up to. Mm -hmm. And I saw that you could get up to 70% for stuff. I was like, my new target is to get to that. <laughs> and I'm going to literally like order stuff from Posh, buy stuff here, buy stuff there, and I'm going to get myself to the 70%. Because then if I get Lux things like a Burberry trench, I could sell it myself on Posh for 300 and get 80%. Or I could sell it on the real world for like 375 and get 70%. Mm -hmm. And not have to and put the less work, work in. involved in that, right? Yeah. Right. So that's what that it really drew me in that I could be making such a like large margin and dealing with these like brands that I really like and stuff. Mm -hmm. And really then like like the brands they take, it's like endless. Like people think it's like pretty selected or like limited, but it's like <laughs> no, they take a ton. endless. And so I love <laughs> learning all the new ones and mm -hmm. like ones that people don't know about and stuff. What is the question. threshold to oh. get to 70%? I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I well, think it's right like... Now. Let me see. Yeah, Daniela, do you know what it is? I'll check I... right now. I don't know. I'm almost at 70%. That's actually my goal too, is I'm almost there. It's like if you... I think if you sell 10,000 worth in a year, then you unlock 70% yeah. for the next year. I'm at 60% right now. 
which is like 5,000 maybe. Yeah, I need 3,265 more sales to get to 70%. After reaching 10,000 in sales, your commission rate will increase to 70%. Yeah. For the remainder that is that on everything or just certain items? Um, it's on stuff that's priced over two hundred. Okay. Which so it is. There's that aspect too, mm-hmm. is that you do still get like forty percent and fifty percent on lower. That's lower still not. Rate. I mean, forty and fifty percent. That you know. Oh yeah. That's not bad. You're not doing any work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the benefit of it too. Um, I didn't realize it was commission year. I, I never paid attention to that. I was like, oh, I hit sixty, so that's exciting. But I didn't realize yeah. it was a commission year. That's the best thing about the real world to me is if I'm able to find all these Lux brands, and I know, Jack, you talk about it too. They take some other brands that aren't even on their list. You've sent mm-hmm. them in and they take it. So we can talk about that too. Um, and you're not doing any work. They real, The real world is pretty fast at processing. I mean, they have their mm-hmm. moments where it takes them a little bit longer, um, mm-hmm. but they're pretty quick at, that, at processing. They're very responsive. I've never really had an issue with their customer service. I had a slight hiccup here a couple um, last year with Sorel Boots. But other than that, like I haven't had any issues with them. Um, they give you back your stuff. You don't have to pay for shipping. Like there's a lot of really great perks with it. Yes. And I asked to recall on my inventory in March without a question. They're like, okay, it'll be there in like three days. Yes. And packaged mm-hmm. it all and I got it. Like That's one thing I really like about them too is like, I've never had like a headache situation and their customer service is actually so good mm-hmm. and it's so responsive. Whether you email them, you'll get an email back in like 24 hours or you can call them and they will figure it out like instantly, whatever your problem is. And yeah, they send whatever you want back for any reason at all you could have no reason yep they're very good at mm-hmm. working with you and you get like your own agent and stuff or super responsive like that. and they call you. They that's call. so nice yeah the yeah. concierge Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. So fancy. But yeah. they also accept brands I think people don't realize they accept, like Sorel, like Patagonia, North like Face. North Face. Oh, right? yeah. North, North Face, Face is, is the best to send to them. Yeah. yeah. Like they accept all that stuff. And even like brands like Tory Birch, I have a hard time selling that on my own. Yes. It does not move as well. Yeah. So I send it off to them because. Yeah. It moves there, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. What are some brands that you've sent there, Jack, that's not on their list? Um, they've taken Pendleton from me. Really? I sent them like this oh, yeah. this big red wool Pendleton trench and they priced it at like 200 bucks mm-hmm. and it did end up selling for like 150. Mm-hmm. I've sent them a few Pendleton blazers, North Face, every North Face basically that I find that's I send fun. to them. Huh. Patagonia, if it's not like a cinchilla or a better sweater, I'll send that mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm um alberto macaulay isn't on their list i hate <laughs> so i have a fun jacket by him because it's like unique and i'm like why yeah. do you have this yeah it's yeah move. <laughs> if if i find that in the bins i'll send it in mm-hmm. rachel zoe they take including mm-hmm. the like tj maxx rachel zoe mm-hmm. they don't know the difference mm-hmm. <laughs> you can send that in um and they take vintage which i think is great because mm-hmm. yeah. i mean the the people who are really familiar with ThreadUp say that ThreadUp also takes vintage, but they say that they don't. But if you send them in the right piece, they'll they'll sell it. But yeah. I, I guess, how do you know which is the right piece? Exactly. Like I sent my vintage to the real real, the vintage yeah. luxury, like Christian Dior blazers and suits and stuff like that. Christian Dior up high. Oh, so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they I was just gonna say something about the real real and I totally lost it. Oh, they accept <laughs> they accept fur items too. So fur yes, they, do. Yes. Yes. they like that kind of stuff. And if I it's not I, like beat or ripped or worn, they'll yeah, yeah. they'll it's take it and they priced it pretty high. Yes. It's expensive. They do. 
Yeah. Ryan, do you use the real reel as well, hun? Or well, do you very, very sparingly. <laughs> I don't use it near as much as Jack because I'm not like drawn to the luxury stuff that often. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff I find is like cutesy, like typically like lower dollar items that I move out really, really, really fast. So I just like don't inherently like pick that stuff up, or if I find it, I'll give it to Jack because yeah. I know he can sell it and, and turn it into a lot more money than I ever could. And I've definitely built like the mental database so much more. Oh, so yeah. like I know so many brands that probably even Ryan wouldn't that the real oh, yeah. takes. I have, yeah, I don't know half of what they take. Yeah, <laughs> there's some pretty neat brands on that list. Yes. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. European brands that we would never, like, you would never yeah. know. Even going to the thrift store, you'd have no idea. I know, I know. You'd never find them. Yeah. You'd never know what they are if you did find them. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys have some pretty good sourcing spots where you are. Oh, we yes, have some we great do. little <laughs> We have, like, so many good oh. sourcing spots. Literally, like, we'll go home with, like, Ikea bags full all the time. Oh, like, why did we get problem. so much? We already it's didn't have room. such a problem. Our little two-bedroom <laughs> apartment, the floor is going to collapse. I know. <laughs> Our neighbors literally probably look out the window and they're like, hoarders. Oh, they think, yeah, right. they think we're so weird. We More Ikea bags. When we're clothing up the stairs and then the I next know. morning we have like this armful of packages. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with these people? I'm, I'll never forget the day I came home. So when I got my inventory from the real reel, there was about 30 boxes outside my apartment door. <gasps> That's right. And all my neighbors must have been like, what like, like, all of this? Like, Who is this? You're like building what a fortress out of like... <laughs> <laughs> and they were like 30 boxes 30 boxes Lori and then it was four in the office too I had so much stuff there but that's when the pandemic first hit and I was like I'm just taking everything and all this stuff is marked at 80% off absolutely not I'm taking it yeah. all like yeah. I will sell it myself if I don't know how long mm-hmm. this is going to go for mm-hmm. um some of the stuff is actually sold since I took it back and then I still have some sitting which I think I'm going to put my next round okay. yeah and back there but I didn't know what was going to happen so I just took it all back and it was a lot <laughs> yeah, yes. that's crazy. That yeah, three boxes just lining the whole hallway. Oh oh they're like, you're like, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> like, like, no nothing to see here. Yeah, my <laughs> husband was working from home that day, so he had no idea the boxes were even out there. They didn't knock on the door, they just left them all out there. So when I came home from work, I was like, oh my God, what is all this? What are all these boxes? <laughs> the front door. Oh, I remember seeing that picture, yeah. <laughs> it was so you funny. Have to, like, climb over it. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> is the real real international as well? Um, you oh, can wow. shop internationally, yes. but they only take consignments from the U.S. Oh, oh okay. And like specific materials and like yeah. For some reason, they don't send furs or like reptile skins or overseas. There's a lot of yeah, like, a lot of like I think a lot of like exotics. Mm. Yeah, they don't ship anywhere outside of like the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, which like I think that's probably just for like like customs reasons yeah i would agree yeah i sent a pair of alligator boots one time and it was like not available for purchase and like this laundry list of countries mm-hmm. it's like okay i think a lot of people don't realize you can use the real real as a sourcing platform as well oh you 100 percent can yeah, those little 30 dollar coupons i send you every now and again <laughs> yeah that's true too mm-hmm. yeah. Lori, do you get the coupons are you signed oh, up i never use them i remember you messaging me daniela and you're yeah. like use your coupon and buy this yeah. right now i just use mine you need to <laughs> i am so bad i got a 25 dollar coupon from um ebay as well because i was on the platform when they started and 25 years ago forgot to use that i forget to use my store credit on ebay back to the accountant like he I, he's like what are you doing like you're throwing money away i'm like I'm yeah, free money and you're like it got lost in my email 
That's like with the card being on the real rails. You get the $30 credits and you're like, okay, going to your clearance section right now and finding yeah. at least two things that I can purchase and only pay yeah. shipping on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's great. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like fun. Lori, <laughs> it sounds like fun. They usually don't send me the coupons, but everyone's all okay. They're like, we know you'll buy from us anyway. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. My mom and Ryan. You're already a loyal My customer. mom and Ryan don't get them though. I know. I just give them to Jack. Unless I find I said, something that's like for me. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's how I use the river. I use just my little like my fun money. Yeah. For my like my bougie things. My that's fun. Two bougie t-shirts I have. Mm-hmm. Have okay. you guys sent stuff into ThreadUp? I remember you saying once in a video that you used to send stuff. Do you not do it at all? Um, Ryan has done like one. Box. <laughs> I did once and I hated it. It was the most painful experience of my entire life. Um, I have done like five boxes at this point, not many, but like when I was on, I was like finally trying it out. I was on my like second or third box ever. And they like lost my most expensive coat and then offered me like $25 for like like a Sonia Rykel wool coat, which would have been like $2,000. Yeah. So So like that already was like, I I already wasn't really liking it that much and so yeah. that kind of was like mm. yeah and now they're so busy too like they're just oh like gosh. so much more room for uh, error now i've sent them one box in since this whole thing started and they got it like a month ago and it says they're gonna go through it in february well yeah that makes sense because i have stuff from march that they're just processing now so i October. have no interest oh in God. that yeah <laughs> that just, is insane yeah, I just don't, unless you're sending them like a quantity over quality type situation, I don't really think it's worth my time. No. Because like, I see people on Instagram be like, oh, I sent 350 things in a thread up. I'm like, okay, so that makes sense. You'll make money on that because you sent 350 things. I sent a box of like, you know, 10, 15 things. Yeah. So it's just not it's like not worth the wait. the wait time and like right. the hassle to like, you know, it's just not, I just don't think it's like worth that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I was just hanging out with my friend. I don't know if you guys follow the modern beat. Um, her name's Mira. The name is very familiar. You guys will love her. You guys will love her. She's super feisty, and she she literally her her she was just here. We we're chatting, and she's like, "I don't sell anything on nothing comes into my house anymore." She assembles boxes in her car, shops at the bins pretty much exclusively. And stuff. She has a cleaning kit in her car. Why and do I love that? Around. She's like converted the trunk of her car into like a cleaning station. Yes. Have you seen her? Yeah. So she cleans everything. It goes right in the box. It goes right to thread up. And she deals with like one consignment store and one exclusively vintage store um, in like in her area in Maine. And it's full time. She's like, nothing comes into my house. Wow. Like it blows my mind. Blows my mind. That, that is like I'm slowly over time trying to work at getting the real real to be an even like bigger part of my income because mm-hmm. I would love to just like not even feel like the stress of like I have to make this much money in sales like right. on the couch this week mm-hmm. or whatever and just rely on getting like this big check each month from the real real. So I would love to like go towards her direction but yeah. with the real real that's kind of what I'm trying to do that'd be so much fun not having I kind of started by selling stuff at the bins like this is great but I know it won't move on Poshmark um so here it is is anybody interested in this for like 15 bucks or and mm. then I'll just ship it to you she started doing it that way and then she opened like a Shopify and then the shipping was crazy because she was because people were buying so much stuff 
Mm -hmm. um, while she was shopping, she would, you know, people would DM her and then it got to be too much. And then, but she realized that she just enjoyed the shopping so much more than any other part. And so she made it her model to just ship it all out. Fascinating, fascinating. That is, that's that's so fun. I wish I could had the ability to do that. I know, honestly. That's I mean, with the way you guys shop at the bins, you theoretically could make that a part of your <laughs> business model. Yeah, I know. Oh so what is, how, like, how is it working for her now with ThreadUp being so, like, delayed? She probably no, got bought. She yeah, like a expedited. special relationship. <laughs> she does the expedited um, $16, yeah. you know, that, so it basically, I think the gist of it is it costs about twenty six fifty or just under $27 to process a box that you will a get all your rejected stuff sent back to you. That's like $10. And then it's like 1695 for expedited shipping, okay. uh, which just increased from like one week to three weeks, mm. according to it's what I've seen on boxes, like all the time. It makes more sense. Like, if, yeah. yeah. Like that's a, a justifiable business cost. I think mm -hmm. like yeah. your only expenses is like 30 bucks. Every time you send a box in, yeah. you could make, umpteen amount of money right because she's sending multiple boxes at a time so she's filling up three boxes a day right. let's say so yeah. she was just here helping me fill boxes and one of the boxes was like basically stuff i was going to bring to play-dohs and she's like you're going to get no money for that anyways and they're going to reject half of it she's like so if you don't care about that these clothes right here just put all those in don't pay for expedited when they process it they process it and when they're done with it they're done with it and you make whatever you make and don't go back to that so that one will only be the i didn't expedite it and i'm not asking for a return on that so that's not going to cost me anything and then she's like make sure you put your good stuff in this box and pay the extra i mean she's got it down oh, it makes sense super quick yeah but it, system going on good for her yeah right yeah it's fascinating what she does but it also makes you think like you don't need to store this stuff in your house you can mm -hmm. just send it off whether you're sending it to the real real or you're sending it to thread up you don't have to necessarily have, be a reseller and have all your reselling things in your room yeah you know? with like a hoarder <laughs> not necessarily right which is basically like the status rocking. that we're all at <laughs> yeah yeah but their floors that are gonna break yeah. <laughs> oh you know i hope not holy lord i always think I don't, to me, it would make me a little nervous to fully like put yeah. all my eggs into the basket of like the real, real and thread up because you never know when they do something like this pricing thing mm -hmm. and their whole business changes. Cause like, then you're like, you have screwed. to adapt. Like, so you're at their mercy. like if mm -hmm. you only relied on that and something big happened that completely affected it, then like, yeah. Then you're out of luck and it's out of your control. So I feel mm -hmm. like I would always want at least somewhat of a like Poshmark, my own business mm -hmm. that I could fall back on. Yeah, I definitely want my hand in it enough to the point where I would be able to like sustain myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wouldn't go hungry if their business models changed. <laughs> yeah, like if something did happen or like if something really hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like it a little more. I like my hand in a couple things. Like I like yeah. having my website trying to push that a tiny bit. And then it's like, we have Poshmark and I haven't even gotten into like Instagram sales. And that's a whole avenue where people can do really well too. That's yeah. where I purchased most of my clothing from Jack and Ryan is from <laughs> Instagram sales. Yeah, it's from Instagram. Yes. I sent you your boot socks. I popped them in the mail. Oh, thank you so much. Can't wait to get them. I had Ryan put them on because I was like, if they fit you, they'll fit me. So put them they on were actually so soft. It was a pair of like hunter boot socks. And I was like, yeah. well, I have to get me a pair of these. Cute. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah, I, I bought my Allbirds. I bought those from Jack. I bought my Chloe mm -hmm. bag from Jack. I am a frequent flyer of Jack and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> the three people flannel. <laughs> that red flannel was so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier for me to be able to like directly sell it to people because it's like, you know, you don't make, you make more because there isn't a fee. Mm -hmm. Like shipping takes a little bit out of it, but when you're comparing like 20% to paying like three, four, five dollars to ship something to somebody and then like you're just costly item, like I just think it is a little bit easier and then it's less work I have to do later. Like if I sell 15 things you to people on pictures. Instagram, I don't have to, yeah, list to, not it, take to measure it. Yeah, I don't have to, you know, like steam it, make it look all pretty. Yeah. I'm like, I'll let roll this and here you go. And that's all part of, and this is a great compliment to you guys, because you really are building your brand. You shout out the people who I like, I always think like, oh, I should mention who bought this. And then I'm, my old brain is just like, I don't remember who bought this or, you know what I mean? And you guys are so good. Like Gamma. No, who's Glamma. She's so funny. She's so I hear her name mentioned all the time. And I know that you've shouted out Daniela and it's just, mm -hmm. it's really nice. And I think that's one of the, one of the many reasons why people love you both. I mean, they're, they feel like they're part of your community. They send you like Cheetos and Taco Bell stuff. Yeah, and they send like, like gifts. Yeah. Oh, so cute. I think that's yeah, you've done a really great job building your community and, and being very inclusive. And I love how you guys premiere your YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So they're yeah. not live, but then people know if they hop on, they're going to get to chat with you. And yes. yeah. we, like, love, so we like love to do that. It's so like, obviously, yes, it like takes time out of our day, but it's like so worth it's it. It's like you get to talk to people that you yeah. like, have like all these common interests with and they're funny. And it's like, so much better than when you're live and trying to like watch the screen and like do all yeah. of it at once. I wanted to premiere my um, Boston collection and I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I, I think this is great. I want to talk to everybody. And then I realized the video had to be done first. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't just like, you know, upload it and then say I'm going to premiere it. Like tell everyone I'm yeah. going to premiere it. But, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah no, last minute, Lucy, it's not going to happen. I love that. My, my thing with community though is like I'm here and I have this platform because people a care what I have to say b like the things that I find and c like they want what I have another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Like, I'm definitely the kind of person where it's like, I need to give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. And it's like, these people that are paying stuff from instagram like they're the ones paying my bills mm -hmm. you know like they're the ones helping me pay rent like help me get groceries so it's like i really feel like not indebted but like very grateful to the people that like do buy from like me personally or like like i'll get a message on poshmark of somebody that's like oh my god i love your youtube channel like thank you so much and it's like oh, it makes yeah. me so hard for good and i love All it, the feels. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and i just love to know that like this is going to somebody that is like you know a follower yeah right. it's something that like supports me yeah which i love 
whenever you realize there's some sort of a connection and, and like you said, Ryan, oftentimes it's not, it's not, they don't send an offer and necessarily say, I follow you on YouTube or whatever, but like mm-hmm. sometimes after the purchase is made, sometimes in the love note, they'll yeah, say, they say like, so oh, I, I love, love your YouTube connection. channel. And, and yeah, it, it, yeah. there is that like little yeah. extra hug because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know I it's know. somebody who's in your community. It's so yeah. And when they mentioned Mike, those are my favorite. Right? I just like, oh, oh, Mike has a good day. <laughs> He's such a cutie, that Mike. Oh, Mike God. is their dog, in case you're wondering, guys. Yeah. Not everyone might know who Mike is. Yeah, a pug that thinks he's a child. He's so damn cute. Cute so little pug. I think there's something to be said, too, I think, with your generation, too, guys. Like, I'm a little older than you. I'm not that much older. I'm 33. But the whole, like, Instagram sale thing is... And, or just being on Instagram and building that community is big yeah. within your generation of it's people. It's really important. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, obviously not for everybody's business model, but I feel like Instagram is one of those platforms where your personality can come across more than anything. And if yeah. you have, you know, good charisma and a good personality and you have like a style that people can really resonate with, then like whoop, your number is going to go crazy high. Mm-hmm. Like all these people that have these like really big, like affirmed brands people like oh like alex like jill queen like jenna they're all like very established in that brand and their personality is very interwoven in that which i think is like why they have such a big following it's like well you know she finds really cute stuff and she's also a really nice person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i think is like it's kind of nice to know that like people follow you for you and then like for ryan's for fines right absolutely yeah i mean it's 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 all part of it's part of your brand you know exactly me not being able to spell and finding the same <laughs> tops over and over and over again. <laughs> it's all right. You're going to be an art teacher. You need to I, yeah. say, I say that all the time. You think I'm not going to be an English teacher? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be an art teacher. So spelling is not required. For exactly. that. Oh, I love it. Uh, so Jack, you are an accountant by trade. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about like specifics about accounting, but what are some like, like the top three important things if someone's a newbie reseller that they should do that's not like anything specific in terms of taxes with things that they should do within their business to make sure that they're in line when it is time to get their taxes done. Um, make sure you pay them quarterly because you don't want to be smacked in the face with the crazy, crazy, insanely high tax bill at the end of the year. Because being self-employed, obviously we're not getting paychecks. No one is taking a chunk out of each mm-hmm. like right. time we cash out or anything. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do it quarterly. Um, track your miles always. I know, oh, you, yeah. I know you said not tax related, but a lot of I feel like for being self employed, a lot it is all tax related, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. Always like track your miles really well, and like even for like the small like you ran to Walmart, and your main reason was because you needed somewhere like packing tape. Like that is that you drove yeah. for your business. Like so, keep like, track just, of your expenses. Yeah, like packing and, like, tape don't... boxes. You know, if you have like other shipping supplies. Like, yeah. Like, um how do you track your expenses in terms of what you're buying at the thrift store what's your method for doing that do you keep a spreadsheet do you put it into yeah (laughs) yeah spreadsheets yeah spread Mm -hmm. that's how i do like everything related to my taxes and my money and then saving a bunch of receipts yeah oh my god the coupon organizers full of receipts yeah i just think it's invaluable to have like your own numbers so it's like every month, you know, I total up my expenses. If I had to buy like tape or if I had to buy like, you know, if my lint roller crap down on me or something, like I'll mm-hmm. put that in there. But I think it's nice to have your own like information, like, you know, God forbid anything happens, you can say like, Hey, you know, 
Poshmark says this, but all my numbers reflect, you know, all this other information. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, it's good to just like be able to back yourself up. Yeah. hundred percent. I think there's like this, always like a, like a dark cloud when it comes to doing all this <sighs> office stuff, right? Like people don't want to mm-hmm. do it or like you avoid doing it because yeah. you really don't want to know what the numbers say. Like I like to shop. I like to buy all the cool things to buy and you know, all that fun stuff, but how do you make money? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And I think we all fall into that trap sometimes where it's like you buy, buy, buy because you're finding all this great stuff and then you sit back and you're like, okay, I'm like, I am done. I am cut off. I am not allowed to touch anything anymore. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with all of the stuff that's in front of me and then mm-hmm. make sense of it all. I know. Yeah. It's like when you have a really good source of weekend when you get your credit card bill. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to do today. Yeah, yeah. I found just this year, I finally got my own business credit card and I became an LLC and we finally just started like filtering everything, like all my Amazon orders, like Mm -hmm. that credit card is saved. So like I was clicked down to Lori's Boston found and, you know, so because Jay, the accountant was like going through the credit card and like moving all the numbers over, you know, from different and now to just have one credit card, it's, it's very much in my face because it's, it's only work related right? and all my supplies, everything goes on there. My PO box, like whatever, whatever I'm paying for on a monthly basis, all like my, you know, like the list perfectly, those type of services, all that stuff on my credit card. And it, you really get your bottom line that way. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, all right then. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really strive for that. But I think, especially like with our current situation, I don't want to get a Minnesota business license and live in Iowa. Yeah. Oh, right. I that, like, I'm going to definitely wait until I'm like permanently up here so I can get like a business credit card and like a like an LLC just so it like makes everything a little bit easier mm-hmm. so I don't have to be like well yeah I technically legally live in Iowa but like my business is registered in Minnesota yeah <laughs> right yeah. that makes sense that makes sense right the only reason we did it was because of my website and Jay thought you know if anything went wrong with you kind of have that protection of Poshmark yeah mm-hmm. anything go wrong but like if if you sell something and who knows what crazy thing somebody has an allergic reaction to something you sell like whatever it is he's like I just feel like that's just like a little bit of protection for yeah. us yeah, yeah. now that you're selling directly from your own site that was the only reason we did it which makes a lot of sense yeah no that totally you know cover your back yeah 100 percent. and like you know god forbid anything happens but like it's nice to know that like there's that safety net yeah sure mm-hmm. yep yeah uh so when are you guys moving officially have you decided oh, many, yeah i have a countdown on we my, have a countdown. i said that with my siri <laughs> um it's like it's like a hundred and 85 days oh so soon not not too far yes when ryan finally is done one more spring semester and then i gotta come up here for the summer and i student teach next fall and then i'm done with school Mm -hmm. wow i'm excited to move up here i can't wait yeah i've been away from minnesota for so long (sighs) as a like citizen (laughs) i'm ready to leave in minnesota is where you find all your good stuff is that yes ma'am yeah we basically live here half the time and there half the time like it's this month actually we live here october more. well because there's a lot because like, we're in minnesota now yeah to make there's a lot of like personal stuff that happens in october like with jack's family birthdays. and then my birthday is in the beginning of november so we usually come up here yeah. for my birthday my parents love to come to the mall of america mm-hmm. so my family's huge on halloween so we're up here for a bunch of festivities we're up here stuff. every weekend i only have to be on campus two days <laughs> two <laughs> days a week it's like well, why not you know what is the distance it's a three-hour drive. Okay. Which yeah, it's not that bad. Kind yeah. of long, but like when we're staying here for like three nights, it's not 
that bad. Especially I mean, yeah. when you, well, then I can put it on my tax. And also, like, it's so worth mm-hmm. it just because of, like, the much higher tier, like, level of yeah. items we find here versus down there. Like, it's just not even comparable. I know. And also, we live like in a farm, farm town in Iowa. So it's okay. like, you know, the good finds we get are like vintage John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> a buck hole. So it's like, you know, it's not really that much of a comparison. When we can come up yeah, here yeah. and find, we have so many amazing places we can find all different kinds of like levels of again, inventory. like too many places. Literally, yeah, exactly. If, if we wanted to fit every place that we consider super good in one weekend, we wouldn't. Even we couldn't do it. That's I, crazy. Yeah. I could go to Minnesota, Lori. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like there's so many hotels. There's literally here. almost like too much good stuff here. I know. It's well, crazy. and the longer you're here, the more little like nooks and crannies that you find out where like the good good stuff is. Mm-hmm. Like you find those little tiny hole in the wall places where you're like, oh. Where is it all oh. coming from? Right. There's a lot of money up here. There and are. Like, we have money. we have a lot of suburbs that are very wealthy. Very here. affluent. Yes. Um, Minnetonka. There's a ton mm-hmm. of industry on Minnetonka. There's mm-hmm. a lot of wealth out there, especially like in and around like the Twin Cities, so like Minneapolis, St. Paul. We, there's a ton of like there's, really big corporations. Yes. And those people get paid really we well. We have like the Target <laughs> Corporation is here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Corporation is here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dairy like Queen. Lando Lakes or whatever is here. <laughs> Kellogg's or something. Like yeah. we have so Oh, Post many. Cereal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We oh, have Post Cereal. Okay. Tons of like corporations here, so there's a lot of like wealthy. There's individuals. a lot of yeah. money. There's a lot of spending. and we use that to our advantage. And there's Mall of America, <laughs> so you know people come to like Nordstrom. The Nordstrom of the Mall of America is insane. And yeah. that's American Girl still open at the Mall of America? Is what American Girl doll store? Oh, no, just... they closed it. It's so sad. They're closing so many. Oh, that's I, right. No, the American Girl doll stores. It was in the Nickelodeon universe, yeah. the like theme park in the mall. And I remember I sent my sister a picture because that was where she had her tenth birthday. Yeah, that was like ours. Ours closed out here too. I worked at the one outside of Boston, and we closed oh, yeah. uh, March of 2019, and we were one of the first boutiques to open. And Mall of America was a big one, and um, massive. They opened like 22 stores across the country. Um, yeah. No, and I think I think they're going to end up just like they're just running through their leases and then when they're done they're done so they're going to just keep their flagship stores and even la i think the girls in la are done playing with dolls when they're like eight years old at like eight or nine i remember like the drama of like the girl gets her first american girl doll (laughs) the big deal and the like look alike ones that was when my sister had my mom's college best friend bought her the like looks like me Mm -hmm. and she like ascended when she opened that Christmas <laughs> present. It was so funny. And she had all the matching pajamas. She had I remember there was a dog. She had like the little like dogs. Yeah, dog. coconut maybe. Yeah. It was coconut, the little like <laughs> yellow dog. And that's yeah. so expensive too. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I first started, there was a lady that used to come into where I worked all the time and she would buy them at Goodwill and like fix them. Like, redo the hair and, like, you know, clean off the faces and, like, repaint the eyes and stuff. And she'd make good money doing that. Like, she'd yeah. throw a little, like, People make them into, like, custom dolls. Like, they'll yeah. have, they'll have, like, the Harry Potter series and they will, people oh, will customize yeah. each doll to look they, like, like Hermione re-wig. or whatever. And then they for big money. What did you say? They re-wig them. They and yeah. She told me that was her favorite part. Did they she get, like, haircuts and stuff? Yes, there was a salon at the one in Mall of America. I worked in the doll hair salon, boys. Oh my God, what was I your job? Did you, get a, like, did you get to huh? like, massage the doll hair? Did you get to like wash <laughs> We would braid their hair. We would do comb outs. We would do all these 
fancy. We put them in their original style. We couldn't cut hair. We did not cut hair. Oh, I remember the tea party. Mm -hmm. My sister's big thing was she had a tea party with her dolls. And they sat her down at one of those like teeny little tables. They're so cute. Yeah. And my mom's like, oh my God. I'm sad it's gone there though. I was curious if that one was still around. That's that's too bad. That's too bad. I remember remember the drama of the American Girl doll. (laughs) I never owned one. My family couldn't afford one, so I never had I never had an American Girl doll. They were I didn't really, either. They were really I don't have any sisters. <laughs> yeah. so, I know. So I have no yeah, your younger brother wanted the American Girl doll. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I always remember they were really expensive. Yes, yeah. that's why my family never bought me one. I mean, yeah. like, immigrant family like, couldn't do it, so. I know. You know what's so funny, Daniela, is we have so many women in their 30s that were like, you know, we could never afford this when I was a kid, and they come yeah. in as an adult, and they're like, I'm going to buy the doll I could never get when I was little. I, I'm older, so I was the Cabbage Patch Kid era. <gasps> oh. I did have a Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah. yeah. As a gift. And I was like just gift. on the cusp. I was so like in, in the fifth grade, I got mine. So I like really played with them for like two years and then I was too cool for dolls, but save them forever. But yeah, so I, I, I was too, cause uh, American Girl came out in 1986 and I was born in 1973. I'm an old lady. So, um, I'm an old lady. <laughs> so yeah. So by the time I was dating Jay and his little sister got the Samantha doll for Christmas. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You know, your mom had to beat somebody at Black Friday to get you that Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, there there were some stories. There were <laughs> sure. Stories. Child <laughs> World and Fitchburg lines before they open. My mom like knew somebody because she used to work at Kmart when we were babies. Like there, it was work. So. Springs. Yeah. She did. My mom worked at the Hallmark store when she was a teenager. And she was like, I don't want to work Black Friday. I don't want to have to do with the Cabbage Patch like people. <laughs> that is so funny i don't even know what like the new it thing is for kids now oh what are they i just had iphones was a few years ago i know that hatchimals are a big one those are 60 dollars. i don't the lol the little globe lol things my nieces love those what's the um lol surprise is a big one it's really like it's weird because the toys they don't have like you know like there's like a motion in them it's like small food those like little yeah. surprise things where you open the shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, like little glitter things that don't. Yeah, I feel like this generation they're really big into unboxings. Like yeah, they watch the funny. unboxings, like you said, with all like the little things. And yeah. um, American girls getting killed. Like I know, just yeah. the toy industry in general is really struggling because yeah. kids get into electronics. At yeah, I was gonna say, cause, cause yeah. well, because everything is on an app now. That makes me sad though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can talk about even like retail stores and how that's changing. Like if you're a big fashion junkie, like I am, you like going into the big retailers and walking around and looking yeah. at the new stuff for the new season. Yeah, exactly. And even though you can't afford it, it doesn't matter. It's just yeah. like it's looking just at it. Especially during the holidays. Like, yes. And so fun. that's, especially right now, it's just not a thing. I know. We go to Mall of America like once a week and we literally will just walk through Nordstrom just, just like look. We know we yeah. aren't going to buy anything just at all. I don't have to we yeah. got invited into the Chanel boutique last time. And yeah, she's like, she's like, like find anything? Here. And I was like, no. No, not at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm fine. I'm glad that, lucky for us, we have MOA, which is like a strong mall. So like, it's I feel like mall. if they're all going to die mm-hmm. out, he'd, like MOA would be one of the last It's ones. a big destination for yeah. people. Yeah, it's also I just feel like, like that will be around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So luckily, we hopefully will always have that as an option. Yeah. But yeah, all of the other little malls around here are like, I know there's a mall by my parents' house 
that is relatively newer that's still pretty good because it has like Anthropology, has an Apple store, so it has some like bigger, newer stores. But I remember the one that I used to go to when I was a kid is dying out. Nice. It's literally, it's just like an old people mall now. They just go yeah. walk around in the morning. That's it. Yeah. They do their laps. Yeah, yeah. they do yeah. around. It's funny because now they're starting to put like mile markers. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah, so they're like, they have like this set entrance that you can walk around in. That's like, if you start here and you get to this point, it's a quarter mile. And that's if you actually really point, sweet. I mean, that's yeah. like, I know. I'm like, you know, like use the space. It's like indoor track and field. Yeah, it really is. And it gives them a safe place to like, you know, walk around. Yeah. Right. Steps in for the day. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, our malls here. So we have two malls in Rhode Island. Well, three technically, but um, one is the Warwick Mall, and that one I think is pretty good because it's got Nordstrom Rack, it has Target, um, yeah. it has Old Navy, H and M. Like it has things that people still kind of go to. It has Macy's. Some yeah. of the stores have definitely left and gone into outdoor strip mall kind of things. That's actually big here. Like the outdoor oh, yeah. mall is huge here. Um, so there's one near where I live. It's called Garden City, and it's just filled with like things that used to be in bigger Boston stores are now yeah. down there. So people like going to that. Province Place Mall was like the big it thing when I was in high school and it's just dying. Yeah. Nordstrom left, Lord and Taylor left, everything's- Lord gone. and Taylor's out of business. They're liquidating. Right, yeah. so it's just Apple and Tiffany and like a couple little things here and there. Like Michael Kors is in there, but never, no one- had a diamond and a laptop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, no right. New MacBook. Yeah, I New will. I will say, yeah, though that outlet malls are like booming. Every time yeah. we go to ours, like it can be like middle of the day on a weekday, the and they're just like, so busy. Yeah, it's like Under Armour. There's always a line at like Nike. There's mm -hmm. always a huge line at um those like teeny those like teenage like sporting goods stores. Yeah, yeah. So the UGG store mm -hmm. always has a line. Coach, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know, all of Even those. Puma mm -hmm. always has a line. They yeah. Oh, the Adidas. Mm -hmm. The Adidas, Adidas is a thing. Yeah. It's interesting how people's shopping habits have changed and how they will continue to change and. You know, even just a couple of days ago, they had um, Prime Day on Amazon, mm -hmm. and I think Walmart was doing their equivalent, yeah. and a lot of the stores were releasing like their um, Black Friday pricing because they're just yeah. trying to sell as much as they can early in the season. Um, they're just trying to move stuff early before mm -hmm. before Christmas because Black Friday is just going to—I mean, is yeah, it even not even going to be a thing? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's I don't just going to be online Black sure. Friday, but it's also like. I remember when I was a kid, and I think I was like the last generation of like mall teenagers, where like the activity is you go to the mall and you just walk yes. around. You don't buy every Friday, and every yeah. Saturday, every Friday after school, you put on your best stuff. Have your mom yeah. drive you to the mall. She gets you had your twenty five dollars or thirty dollars, and you went to Claire's and you walked around like, to get a dinner. 100%. Yeah. yeah, and I remember Black Friday was this like big event because you're at the mall at like two in the morning. Yeah, but it's a I big deal for teenagers. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. But I think now it's like. It, Nobody wants to be it at had, the mall at two in the morning. It had already changed. <laughs> like Black Friday already had changed so much the yes. past even like three or four years. Yeah. It's like now they're open on Thanksgiving. So you, if you want the deals, you can't even have like dinner with your family. I know. I thought it was a really sad day when I, they started opening up on Thanksgiving. We didn't in Massachusetts because we're still like pilgrim mentality here. Yeah, so same. We don't do it here either. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Here they're open Thursday, I, 9 a.m. No, it's like, like, no, well, it no, was like Thursday at like 2 p.m. And I'm like, it's, it's actually illegal here in Rhode Island. You, they cannot. We also it, still don't sell alcohol on Sundays in Massachusetts. Oh, we just got that. <laughs> Did you you know, we, we sell it here in Rhode Island, really? 
Yeah, we just got. No, I don't think. I'll have to ask Jay. Yeah, the stores are definitely open here on Sunday. I can tell you that. Jay. Yeah, but I remember I, I one year went out at like two a.m. with like my mom to the mall, and I remember it was like really obviously it like sucked to be awake that early, but it was like really cool to be like I'm in the mall. It's as busy as it would be at like four p.m. But it's two a.m. right now. And I remember that was so fun and like we would do mm -hmm. that every year and then yeah the last like three four years they just started changing it and I was like I don't even want to participate in this anymore. It wasn't, I'm, it's not not gonna, the same. I'm not going to skip dinner. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the same. I feel like well, once they open at midnight like there used to be incentive to like wake up at three or four in the morning, go get in line, stores would open, you know, well, they would open like at, I remember my kids were little, Target was the big first stop yeah. and um, we'd get like the Lego toys and all that. And then we'd go to the big mall in Natick, um, but we would stop there. And I remember lining up at 4 a.m. Like they didn't even open their doors until five, 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. on Black Friday. Now they open at midnight. So we can't open on Thanksgiving, but they open on midnight open at midnight. And so then people head out at midnight. So if I would get up at four or five, like I typically did, we now just drink my friends and I, like we go shopping <laughs> at like 6am <laughs> and we just like, we, we, like we caffeinate, we shop a little, and then we meet for drinks at the same place. We've been doing it for like 10 years, but like little oh, by little, it's becoming less about shopping and more about drinking at like 11am. So, yeah, you're perfect. You can excuse it. Nothing wrong with that. Why not? <laughs> But, but I think it's definitely it the whole vibe has changed. Yeah, and I think it changes the landscape of reselling too, because I feel like there's been this weird push since the pandemic happened where everyone's going to outlets or going to retail stores and purchasing things to then resell online, where it's, I mean, we're still using the thrift store as an option, but there's just been this weird big push to retail arbitrage, which I think wasn't really looked at the same way maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of places, like right when the lockdown was ending, they all wanted to get rid of all their crap. Oh, and so like so Nordstrom acted their half yeah. off and like Anthro had so much stuff for like 10 bucks and stuff. And that extra 25% off. And I think that's still kind yeah. of been happening. Because mm -hmm. it just seems like they're still just trying to like get stuff out. And so, yeah, it does seem like there's so much more like new with tag flipping. I, I would have, yeah. I think it's just a result of the the, the, the shutdown. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's so much more accessible now to flip something that's new than we could before the pandemic and you know you really had to hustle to find those really good deals and now they're just more common yeah plentiful i know i know but it's like what do you think i guess like if anthropology is having a sale every week and they're offering an additional 25 percent off then how much stuff do they really have in the back like yeah. how much are they really producing and like it really makes you think in terms of sustainability like how much are you producing out there that you still have all this stuff to get rid of i know, I know. that's what i was just gonna say is like i think about like the quantity of like how much stuff these stores would sell like in a normal year you know mm -hmm. circumstances <laughs> that are right like, right longer. but it's just like what it's like it's insane that like all this stuff is still like so reduced like Nordstrom Rack is still every time we go in they still have like new stuff that they're 40% off mm -hmm. yes exactly and it's like how much stuff do you need to go through that you got backed up in that two months period I know like that's crazy did we need all this stuff no <laughs> right I think a lot of the orders are like years in advance you know like they're ordering their inventory for four seasons ahead you know yeah and so like, I, I think we'll probably see a shift in 2021 because yeah. as people are placing their orders and their numbers are so much lower than they've been in the past, then maybe there won't be so much excess in, in the brick and mortar space. 
yeah. yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do because people aren't even shopping the way they used to. The majority of people are working from home or they're home and don't have jobs right now. So yeah. they're, they're just wearing whatever they have. They don't really need new stuff. And if they do, it's like essentials, right? You need more yeah. essentials than anything else. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of changes starting quarter one of next year. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we, when we traveled to Illinois, we went to a Nordstrom Rack that they had there at a mall. And there literally was a whole entire like, 10 foot long clothing rack of just J. Crew blazers yeah. for like $10 new attack. Yeah. Because, like you said, people just nobody's wearing a blazer are not right buying now. stuff like that. So <laughs> no. it's going to be interesting to see, like, if like certain like work or like mature, whatever, right. so like, business even, casual is still going to be even, yeah, like, yeah. like Ryan's mom, she's oh. probably never going to work in the office again. Janet, she doesn't want to. She says, I'm going to stay home. Yeah. So, like, she wouldn't. <laughs> Ever necessarily need business clothes again no. and that's probably true for tons of people so you just kind of wonder what inventories are going to look like coming yeah, up here mm-hmm. and if I, maybe they still will have business but just like very little yeah I think especially like using my mom as an example she doesn't she doesn't need any more like professional attire because she doesn't she has no business meetings she wears one white blouse when she goes in the zoom and in her pajama bottoms yeah like she doesn't need like the amount of like newer professional stuff that she would if she was in the office so she's like i'm gonna get a new robe and new slippers and new pajama bottoms and right you know comfy t-shirts and sweatshirts that kind of yeah. thing so it's just like i think that there's gonna be a huge like shift in what people are buying and then what people are donating because yeah. you know, if they're buying all this new comfy stuff like that's gonna look good at some point <laughs> and i hope it's not true but it honestly might affect like luxury items as well and like dresses because yeah. people would probably normally buy luxe items to go to an event or to like mm-hmm. go hang out with people or go to a party or whatever mm-hmm. and obviously at least for now that's not possible yeah so and some people might never go back to such huge events or stuff like that yeah so I, everything will be just a little smaller scale, even if you're returning to some sort of socializing. I was really surprised. I was in Boston um, last week or the week before, and I went into Aritzia and um, it just, they had so many, what they were featuring at the front of their store uh, was a bunch of uh, sweatpants, sweatpants, shirts, cropped ones, like all comfort stuff and like all the earth tones that really reminded me of like Kim Kardashian's skims. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, like with her new velour line that she's coming out with. Yeah. That new line. I mean, it looks, I mean, who doesn't want that? It's neutral. It's comfy. It's luxurious. And like, I just feel like in Aritzia, I thought really was imitating a lot of that in their store. And it was right up front. And that's where everybody, you know, and they were super expensive sweatpants, but they were still sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think skims have been a cultural reset. And that like god awful yes. early two thousands like velour nightmare <laughs> that she's pumping out. You mean the juicy couture <laughs> suit? Yeah. Yeah. When I was in school with those people, I don't want to see that again. Paris Hilton is making a Listen, comeback as are. yes, sure. And all those velvet early two thousands years. I'm sorry, Ryan. I regret no. ever sending no. them to thread up in the early 2000s. I wish I still had them because they're selling right now. People I want them. So expensive. Somebody mm-hmm. was telling me, a friend of mine has a little like, she sells an Instagram. And if you can find a pair of like vintage Juicy Couture 
like track bottoms they sell for like money bucks. yes and i'm like where was i when i was watching all my friends get taken to the office for wearing two-piece juicy couture tracksuits <laughs> with juicy on their ass yes i should have said go take that that's worth money your mom's gonna try to donate it hide it in the back of your closet and give it 10 years <laughs> right i know no. i know it's funny that you mentioned the dresses and the business suits too because when i was at the thrift store today there is such a surplus of dresses that are being donated because people are not, and I'm talking like high-end luxury brands that people just, they're not going anywhere. They don't care. They're just donating it. And I'm almost tempted to not pick it up instead of pick it I up know. because I don't know if it's ever going to move for me. So why would I do it? My dresses are overflowing. I think it's yeah. one of my lowest selling categories and I'm yeah. a sucker for them because you see them and they're, they can be such a good value. You're like, yes. well, you know, this and then they just sit. I really struggle with dresses. And now, now it's fall. So, I mean, at least in the spring and the summer, you're selling a lot more like maxi dresses and just like you have your beach vibe going on. But now I, I force myself to not even look at dresses because my bins can't handle them. Yeah, I know. That's like, I noticed right, right when the lockdowns or ended or whatever, when Nordstrom Rack had the half off everything right after then, they, they went to like having dresses. like 40 or 50% off dresses. Just dresses. And I mm -hmm. had the same thought. I was like, People aren't gonna do wear I dresses. even buy it? Like it's a good deal. And they had a bunch of really cute ones, ones that I, I would know. normally be all over, but I was just like, is this even a smart idea right now? I know. Even if it is like a good dress, just cause yeah, where is someone gonna go in it? Why would you wear one if you don't have to really? Like, yeah. it's just... Kitty. I know. He was, he kept... Hi, <gasps> Marco. Oh his little God. Marco. Marco, say hello. Look at him. He's like, I don't want to do this. Why? I love his little hands, his little socks. Look at his face. Uh, get me out. He says, I did not agree to be on camera today. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, talk about your second channel? We haven't yes. talked about it yet. Yes, let's talk about your second channel. Oh, second channel is just kind of where we have fun. Do <laughs> like, you yeah, I, want I, to? Because we can just not talk about it. Give us your elevator pitch for your second channel. Give us your elevator pitch, like your two-minute oh. commercial. Well, our second channel is just if you kind of want the escape from the always talking numbers and reseller and all that type of stuff yeah. because we kind of just have fun and we've been doing like fall themed things like we were trying mm -hmm. like weird fall candies and we tried fall, fall beers and stuff and that was a good one you know us yeah. we react to things very some, <laughs> of those, some of those fall candies about damn you're killing uh, we had to cut a part out of the fall candy video because oh ryan God. ran into the bathroom I, and vomited. i literally had to go puke we tried no you did not yeah yes, did. there's a part where we're both kind of gagging and it just cuts and suddenly we're just like sitting there again <laughs> he literally <laughs> like oh, oh, yeah, clearly you should have kept that in just like the sound right? effects in the back <laughs> right it awful it was way these, more like, that video had so much gagging nasty. there were people who obviously get bothered by gagging <laughs> and they were like you should have put a warning at the beginning what <laughs> did you eat um there were brock's thanksgiving flavored candy corn there was so like, like candy cranberries it was like turkey there was a stuffing green flavored beans. one Where'd you like it was disgusting i figured you were gonna say it was the bamboozle no it oh. was like just as bad we, it was we got a spicy bamboozled in the mail and i'm not ready to do that <laughs> I saw you open that. You were like, yay. Uh, well, it's fun, but it's also just like, I hope it doesn't hurt. I'm know? afraid of those. I am afraid. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, the, the normal version is disgusting. Like, oh, I know. The like dog food. Ugh. 
Like, Ugh, I no thanks. Yeah, I, I know. I like the mint ones because it's just toothpaste. <laughs> toothpaste well, is just mint. That's, that's doable. Harmless <laughs> compared <laughs> to dog food. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, so hey, if that sounds one. riveting, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's more just like random. It's fun. It's lighthearted. We literally like sometimes we sit down we need to film like a main channel video and we're just kind of like we need to research and we need to like get this list out we need to like really focus and like turn our like smart brains on but then whenever we need to film the second channel videos it's just like (laughs) turn them off so like it doesn't matter it's just kind of like let's just film yeah it's fun you know it's not as like and half the time we've like we're like three glasses of wine to the wine so there's been a couple of cocktails sounds like my kind of video yeah yeah exactly it's fun like we made some like skull cookies and it it oh my gosh it took so long because we made them each separately in a waffle iron a mini waffle iron to make them skull shaped it was awful and we had like already drank like three glasses of wine each and then started filming at like 11 and it went to like two in the morning and i had a class and so we were just like i was like oh my gosh i wanted a cookie wanted to go to bed i had class the next morning oh my gosh it was fun that was why i was gonna say (laughs) the cookies were good (laughs) You sound good. So what's yeah. the name of the channel for people who may not know what it is? It's Jack and Ryan Valentine. So very similar. Love it. And we link mm-hmm. it on every single video. So if you want to find mm-hmm. it, you can just do that. And you guys still have your second closet? Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> the poor second closet. We yeah, we haven't like really restocked recently. it in a while because we've oh, been, no. been crazy busy. We've been but... so busy trying to keep our main closets up and functioning that mm-hmm. the second closet's kind of taken a back burner yeah two main okay. closets oh, yeah. a second closet and two youtube channels no big deal yeah you know listed yeah Ooh, it's it's definitely a lot yeah uh, she's still there she's just taking her time you know, she's <laughs> taking a nap right now yeah you won't wake her up <laughs> she's coming at her own pace yeah, yeah you know she is she's taking her sweet time you know she's enjoying the fall well, I have to say, you two are very inspiring and very motivating. You guys do so many different things out there. And uh, it's nice to see. Hey, you guys are so The energy oh, you bring to my Instagram feed and my daily life is invigorating. Yes. I love it. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, and it's nice that it's brought so many of us together that I, we would have never met, right? Yeah. None of us would have ever met. And Lori's close to me, and I would have never met her if it wasn't just <laughs> on Instagram. It's so crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's nice to form these relationships. And even though we may be far apart, we still get to come together in different ways. And it's mm-hmm. just nice to bounce different ideas off of each other. If I have a question, I go to Ryan or Jack, I'm like, hey, I've never heard of this. We ever sold it. You know, it's just nice to have those relationships. And I think that's the beauty of the reselling community is mm-hmm. that um, we're all pretty tight knit, which is nice. Nah, you know, there's of course, a little competition. I'm going to meet yeah. you guys. Or I'm gonna fly out to Minnesota just to go thrifting. With yes, you. just to go thrifting. The Twin Cities in the spring are beautiful. In the fall, mm. there's nobody. I've never. Yeah, winter. Winter's a little cold, but there's no ice up here. Oh, just a lot of snow. I know it's just cold and snowy. Yeah, but that's okay. That's not bad. Oh, it's not bad. It gets cold and icy here. <laughs> very icy here. Very, very icy. Yeah. Well, thank you too so much for coming on Thrifters Villa. I hope you guys had thank fun. Thank you for having us. It's been so much yes. fun. So fun. much fun chatting with you guys. We love you. And thanks for letting me crash today. Of course. Yeah. You yeah. Whenever you want. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope um, you have a delicious Chipotle dinner. <laughs> me too. We will. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.